I just wanted to introduce first myself. So my name's Isaac. Um, I run a, a group here at church with my beautiful wife, um, and I'll be hosting your panel tonight. Um, but I want to introduce some people. Um, so this is actually, you guys can introduce yourselves. So I just, let's give us your name, um, and then let's say how long you've been coming to C3. Sorry, rookie error. Um, <laughs> my name's Alex, and I've been coming along to church for, it'll be 10 years in March. Double digits, what? Can't wait. My name's Pastor Josh, and I've been coming here for 16 years this month. We're all, we're all aging well. This is good. But um, so tonight we're going to be sharing around um, our theme, Unstuck, uh, which is really important, I think, at this time of year coming um, after 2020, who can probably, or we can all agree that it's been a very weird year, um, a very different year, uh, and a year where it really has been easy to get stuck in many aspects of our lives. And so we're just going to chat around that tonight, um, hopefully share some little nuggets, some gold. So if something sticks out tonight, write it down, apply it, and... Um, We'll leave here all the better. So um, I just wanted to ask tonight, first of all, open mic, why is it important to get unstuck? Um, first of all, everyone on this panel by myself is having a birthday this week. <laughs> it's true. So happy birthday, hey. guys. Thanks, Josh. Um, I, think, I think it's, why, why is it important to get unstuck? I think, well, firstly, it's, it's good to recognise that uh, all of us in certain se seasons or certain areas of our life do get stuck. And it's just a part of life and a part of rhythm of life that there's certain areas that we're thriving and absolutely conquering and there are other areas that we are not thriving in. And I think, uh, so it's a normal thing. So don't feel bad if you feel stuck. I think that's, yeah. and, but I think it's important that um, for me, uh, God wants me to have a blessed life. He wants me to thrive. He wants me to um, not have an average weighted down life. He wants me to um, prosper. And the way that I, the way I found in my journey to do that is actually dealing with my stuff that gets me unstuck, that uh, allows me to step into all that God has for me. Come on, that's good. I love it. I love it. Really good. Um, I just wanted to kind of expand on that um, and ask Katie a question. Um, and that's regarding, especially people like myself, I'm extremely melancholic and I love comfort zones, um, as many of us do. But it's important for us to obviously stretch outside of those comfort zones and not get stuck in them um, and progress in different areas of our life. So I just wanted you to share some thoughts around how, how you get out of your comfort zone and, and do that. Yeah, I was a massive fan of my comfort zone for a very long time. Um, so I would say it's something that I really, it was something I really had to deal with. Um, and I like my little bubble, and you my bubble. Um, but I knew that I got to a point where I knew that I didn't want to go about it. I could have more for my life, and I had to chase after those things. But the thing is, like, it doesn't just happen if you have to say, okay, you can set it outside of the zone. Like, you actually have to take action. So yeah, right. I had to actually, like, purposefully say, okay, this is what I'm going to do to step outside of my comfort zone today. Like, this is what I'm going to do this month. I kind of set goals and commit to things. Right. Um, and I know just embrace the fact that what I've committed to, like, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be super pumped and super excited and feel super, like, extra bad in here. <laughs> Um, but I love that. I love the thought um, as well. I remember someone saying to me once that in the Bible, it calls the Holy Spirit the comforter. 
Um, and to have him as a comforter, you have to be in situations where you're uncomfortable. And so I always make it like a mental note of like, if I'm going to utilize the Holy Spirit, I've got to get uncomfortable. And sometimes that's just making goals to, to make that happen. So that's good. Um, I want to ask you, Alex, so especially yes. this year where it was prophesied over our church that we're in the season of supernatural breakthrough, mm-hmm. um, obviously that can come with sometimes uh, a fight. Yeah. Um, and we can get stuck in a battle where we want to see breakthrough, but it's just not happening. Yeah. Um, so do you want to just share some thoughts around how we yeah. can break out of that and how we can see breakthrough in different areas? Yeah, totally. I think in my own life, like, I've had a few things that I've been really, like, waiting on God for for a long time. And I guess just, like, not seeing breakthrough and not seeing fruit in those areas. And you can kind of get a bit discouraged and, like, live in that place. Um, but I think, you know, especially this year, for me, I remembered that, like... I shouldn't be putting those things above God. Like I shouldn't be making the things and the desires of my heart an idol above God because at the end of the day, if it's just me and God, I have all that I need. And so I remember if I'm putting God in his place, then everything will just kind of flow into place in his perfect timing because in the word there's this scripture, it says, he who promised is faithful to fulfill his word. And I just really spoke that over my life. And, you know, anytime I'm, I have an area of my life in that I feel like really stuck in, I just remember like God is faithful and he never ever changes. So... Yeah. Unreal. I love that. I love that. It reminds me of like Psalm 23 where it's like, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. And sometimes you can say that, but obviously there's areas of lack in our lives, but just keeping God in his rightful position, I think is so powerful and so necessary. Um, So Pastor Josh, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, If we're stuck in our walk with Jesus, so let's say it's starting to feel dry, we're struggling for motivation, uh, we're just not feeling it anymore. What are some some good tips to, to keep moving forward? Yeah. Well, firstly, it's, it's like I said before, um, highs and lows, and I find that's with our Christian walk as well, uh, that we have highs and lows, so don't feel like you're less of a Christian if you're feeling like your walk with God's a little bit stale. Um, I think, I think the, the key is to just recognize it and make a decision you're not going to stay there, because the longer you stay there, the harder it's going to be. I think for me, in my Christian walk, I've made some decisions that I'm committed to this, regardless of how I feel. Uh, one of them was, uh, I will always rock up to church, regardless of how I felt. Um, I, when I was a youth, I would rock up to Friday night youth, regardless of how I felt, because um, it was just the foundation of my life. The other thing was, um, I would always, and not so much in the earlier days, but now it's, I would continue to pursue God. And that just included reading my Bible and praying. And sometimes I prayed to the clock. It's like, I'm going to pray for 10, 15 minutes right now. And it might be hard. But what I found was that as I uh, committed to those basic things and as I pressed into God, uh, you know, the Bible talks about as we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. And I think it was Emerson that shared last week, as he continued to press into God, it actually led to a, a deeper relationship with him. It led to a moment with that. So I just encourage you, if you feel like you are a little bit dry, just keep pushing into God. Keep coming to church. Keep seeking his face. Um, normally, in a, in a normal year, I'd say go to a conference like Presence or um, C3 Powerhouse Conference or something like that, because it's just those, those atmospheres are just electric. But uh, next year, you can jump onto those things. I love that. I love that. I think it says in Hebrews um, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I remember in my like early teen years, like being like, God, I want discipline and diligence. And just turning up, you will have that moment where something just shifts. It's so good. Um, so in those seasons where it is feeling dry and we are pressing in and, and we're just really being diligent with it, how do you remain buoyant, Katie? Like how do you, how do you keep yourself joyful in those times when it's a bit hard? Yeah, well, I think everyone can agree that. I'm sure everyone's had a moment in the chair where they've been like, this sucks, 
On Destiny's Child, I love that. That's a, I don't know if that one would get me out of the out of. The, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure some of you are like mad Destiny Child fans. But no, make a playlist. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> change gears a little. Um, so Alex, I'm going to ask you this one. So I know um, I, I struggled with this, and especially many young people and not so young people. Um, sometimes one thing that can stop us moving forward is. Uh, feeling like our past is holding us back, like shame and guilt and condemnation. And sometimes we can find that those things go, oh, I'm not going to push forward because, like, you get that low feeling. So yeah. just talk us through what you do to kind of keep moving forward and break out of that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the first thing is actually recognising that the feeling is there um, because I don't know about all of you, but I have a tendency if something is hurtful or painful to, like, push it down um, and try and ignore it and just, I'm like, it doesn't exist, it's fine. Um, but I think for me what really helps is having people around me that I can talk to, that I can process with, that can pray for me, that when I'm feeling really low and when I don't know what to do, they can help point me back to Jesus. Um I think that's been the biggest thing for me is yeah, just having that encouragement and support from people um, that are just constantly speaking into my life and, yeah, helping me, praying me through it and, yeah. Come on. I love that. Like having friends to, to walk that walk with you is so important. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to ask Pastor Josh something. So we all have blind spots and one of those could be that we're stuck. <laughs> so how do you um, identify blind spots in your life where you could be stuck? What are some things you do? That's a good question. Um, Especially if you're not, I guess, when I was a teenage, teenager in church and even in my early 20s, I, I guess I was pretty oblivious to certain things in certain areas that I was stuck with and the dysfunction that was outpouring in those worlds. So I think for me, one key part was coming to church on Sundays. Uh, we have great messages. We have great series. And it's, I think, just rocking up and being here, God reveals things to you. I think for me, um, I grew up with... Uh, I, my parents split up when I was five. I didn't see my dad for 20-something years. Um, but it wasn't until I actually rocked up to a Sunday service and heard about forgiveness that, that the thought of having to give my dad would actually benefit my life uh, is a, is a powerful, was a powerful moment. Um, so I think coming to church regularly will, will show things to you. And I think asking the question of who is speaking into your life, who's the, the leader uh, that actually knows you, that actually sees you, um, if it proximity shows people who you really are. And so who's the person that you've, or people that have got, that you've placed in your life that actually can see you and see you operate and care about you enough to actually go, hey, buddy, uh, when you did that, you were being a schmuck <laughs> and you probably need to just think about why you've been acting like that or doing this particular thing. And for me, 
Uh, it was a small group. It was in youth. I remember doing courses where I met guys, and that's when I got accountable in certain areas of my life and saw freedom and breakthrough in. So I'd say those are the two primary things, just rocking up to church and uh, jumping into a group and surrounding yourself with people. Come on, that's good. There's tons of little, little points in there that we can all lay a hold of. I think for me, looking at blind spots is as simple as having a wife and the Holy Spirit. She's <laughs> it works. That it works, too, that too. Yeah, it works yeah, yeah, really okay, well. Cool. You, you want to know your blind spots, get married. It, it comes out very quickly. But um, in saying that, the best thing about that is if you have a humble heart, you can work on those very quickly. So um, I think marriage has definitely helped me. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that nice and quickly. Um, <laughs> let's say one of our blind spots is trauma and pain. Like we were saying, um, Alex said sometimes it's human nature to want to push that stuff down and ignore it. This is more of an open mic question. Let's say a blind spot comes and it reveals an area of pain or trauma, one that we might have ignored for a while, something from our past growing up. What's a, a safe way that we can really deal with that? And how would you guys say um, in situations like that you've managed to get unstuck, find forgiveness and, and move forward? It's a bit of a hard question, but just have a think and go for it. I think for me, um, in areas that, you know, have come up for me in my own life, um, talking to my leaders about it has been really important um, because, you know, they've helped me walk through that journey so I didn't have to do it by myself. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest things was Encounter Day um, that actually broke off a lot of stuff in my own life um, that I had. And, you know, I just found a lot of freedom from that. But it was also like I got stuck, like free from stuff in that moment, but it was the walking out of that freedom journey, which was really important. So it was, like Josh said, like, constantly coming to church, constantly being immersed in, like, the presence of God, like, having my own quiet time, going to connect group, being accountable, um, yeah, just having that consistency in my life. Come on, that's good. Anyone? Pastor Josh? Yeah, I think it's, I think a popular phrase that we use these days is triggered, and um, I guess, I guess when we are triggered, and I occasionally get triggered, and what I've learned is a couple of not-to-dos when I am triggered, um, so first thing is don't write text messages, don't write emails, uh, don't post things on social media. That's going to help some people tonight. <laughs> but um, it just that knee-jerk response when something, uh, someone presses that button or something happens because it may be something that happened in your past uh, and that can actually limit your future. Uh, but post, after you settle down from your triggered moment, is to actually stop and ask yourself, why did I react the way that I reacted in that moment? Like, so often uh, we are on autopilot and we're reacting to things as they come up and we're, we're high when we're, we're happy and we're low when we're low and all these different emotions. But actually to just take the time to stop and go, hey, I'm reacting in a way that isn't godly in this moment. Actually, just asking yourself the question, why am I acting like that? And you said it before, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Often, I have a moment where I'll just stop and ask God. said, God, what's, what's going on in my heart in that moment? And uh, I think it was joked about this morning, some of the, the fastest prayers that get answered is how much you give. I find this is one of the fastest prayers that get answered of like, God, what's going on in my heart? And it's like, oh, okay. And um, beginning to work through that. Katie? Yeah, I would say I remember like a significant moment in my walk with God where I thought I was all good and I like ended up doing an encounter day and it actually just being in that atmosphere, like having really good leaders around you that could talk to you about things and lead you through that, um, it actually did bring up some things and I, 
I was so blind to it and I was just like, what? I was not expecting this. It kind of like hit me in the face. But I'd say sometimes we don't even know that we're stuck. Like Josh kind of said, you know, we react in ways and it's good to ask us questions. But I feel like it's a good thing to just do anyways. You know, even if you feel like it's good, it's a good next step to take with God because like me, you might have things that are holding you back and you don't know about it. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we do still run a freedom day here, correct? I don't want to say that, but we do. Um, but I know that for myself and for Sienna, um, having a day where you really come into, into an environment like Encounter Day, like Freedom Day, right. where you can ask those questions and reflect on your life and go through different moments and really just get healing, it's insane what, what happens. And I know in my life, like, just doing exactly what you guys have said, asking that question, why is this triggering me? Why, when someone talks about money, do I get that <clears throat> on the inside of me? Or why, when someone says a certain thing to me, do I get triggered? Why, when someone asks me about my parents, does it hit a, a soft spot? And really taking that into our quiet time and being like, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And, and he will answer you. And I love that. that like Pastor Josh says, he answers quickly because he's such a gentleman. Like I always find that like, he doesn't just like paint your stuff over you. It's more like when you come and ask him, he'll, he'll gladly show you. But he doesn't show you to make you sit in it. He, he only reveals that stuff so that he can deal with it in you and, and set you free. So I just encourage you guys, if you have those soft spots, take it into your quiet place, speak to a leader, do a day of freedom and, and you'll be surprised by what God can do. But I'll, I'll, I'll just add one extra yeah, on. thought to that is that when you begin that journey, you're not alone. God doesn't leave you to just, here you go, deal with it and wander off. It's God is close with you the entire time of that journey and it is a safe place with him. And uh, you'll be amazed the intimacy that comes out of your relationship with God by doing those thi- uh, going that journey. So awesome. Come on, amazing. Some really good points there. Um, Katie, so I think a little testimony might help us. What is something that you have found that you were stuck in and what did you do to come out of it? Yeah. Um, so again, going back to, you know, like I was very stuck in my comfort zone and I kind of was just... I don't know if independent was a word. I think that's like what I like to use. But um, I had like grown up in a Christian family, like, but had no Christian friends. Like all of my friends were non-Christians. And the one thing we had in common that was that we liked to party. And, you know, can't we, I originally was from the UK, moved here, and I knew no one. And I was just like, oh, I'm kind of good. You know, I don't need anyone. <laughs> like I've got this. And I came to a point where I was like, actually, I don't have this. Like, I need friends. I need people. I'm in this place, like, that is so far from friends and family. It's the other side of the world. And um, I kind of just had to make that choice. And that's where, like, the whole stepping out of your comfort zone comes in is I decided I was coming to church, um, the AM service with my family. And I would sit with them. And that was it. And so I decided I'd like rope my brother into coming to the PM service because I knew there was like younger people there and it was a vibe. (laughs) Um, So I ended up coming and I just thought, you know what, this is the most uncomfortable thing that I'm doing right now, but I'm just going to throw myself in. No matter how uncomfortable I feel, I'm going to do it. And literally I came and I met um, Beck Falinga, a beautiful lady in our church, and she invited me straight up to a group. And I was like, yes, because I'd committed. And I was like, I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone. I did. And like from that day on, like I've been part of a group. I've led a group. You know, I've always been. And it's just been connected. And I found family here. And it's just like, like my walk with God has just like propelled because of it. Because I've got people cheering me on around about me. And um, yeah, I'm way better with people than I am without people. So yeah. Come on, that's so good. We can definitely take that. And I, w- I would, again, encourage you guys, if there is an area that you're feeling like that, 
find some way, like Katie said, I'm going to go to the PM service because I know that that's going to shake me out of my comfort zone. It's going to get me moving forward. So if there is something practical you can do, even now if you're thinking of something, just write it down and um, start to apply it when you come out of here. I know that for me, like I always transition stuff that I used to do in the, in the fitness world into the, like, the rest of my life. So I used to um, always like, love it when you get to that point of like a workout or a football game or something when it started to get extremely uncomfortable because I'm like, if I can just push a little harder, this is where a lot of other people pull out. And, and it's the same in our spiritual walk. Sometimes to get that little bit ahead, to move forward, you've got to put yourself in those uncomfortable places. And I love that, Katie. Like, it's so practical and, and really applicable to all of us. I just want to, um, again, just ask all of us, um, something really practical, like Katie shared, getting out of the comfort zone with making friends. What's something practical that you guys have done, um, let's say, outside of coming to church every week, that really has kept you moving forward in your relationship with God? I have one. Um, so I, I'd kind of started joining a group and um, I'd started serving on a team and I just felt like, oh, I want to keep moving forward. And so I actually did internship here and it was really awesome. So it was such an amazing time to just be surrounded by amazing leaders in our church that just cheered me on and, um, you know, did um, bits of Bible college and stuff like that, which was so awesome that just like my foundation just went deeper in God. And so that's something that's like a next step, you know, like I'm kind of coming to church, I'm like going to group, but I like want more. Um, and that was just an awesome, I met my husband like while I was doing hey. internships. Where is so Keegan? <laughs> Hiding um, around, taking photos. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. That was another thing that really just set up, like, you know, progress my walk with God and help me go deeper in him. So Come on, that's good. I would say internship as well, actually. <laughs> um, I feel like it just really fast-tracked, like, my relationship with God. I think I wasn't even saved for a year yet, and I was just so keen to do internship, and Pastor Jeremy actually asked me one Sunday night, he's like, you would do really awesome in internship, you should come along, which was so cool because, you know, having leaders around and being in this environment all the time, you see people that call stuff out in you that you wouldn't normally see yourself, which is so important to be here, um, and yeah, so inter- internship for me was just, like, yeah, this real fast-tracked kind of thing that just got me so much deeper into my relationship with God and it helped build foundations that I still have in my life now and I did that like almost nine years ago now so yeah awesome um well this is a one of my own questions actually um because I know that it's something that we all can struggle with we've all been stuck in Leviticus before but regarding reading our Bibles if anyone doesn't know that's a yeah you'll find it one day when you when you get to that but um no when you when you're reading your Bible Sometimes it can get dry. Sometimes it can get hard. And it's something that is a, a, a daily thing that I've applied to my life and has changed my life. But do you guys have anything to, to add to how to keep the Bible fresh? How, how do you guys read the Bible? And how someone who's wanting to start reading the Bible, how can they, how can they begin that? Um, so, like, I actually really struggled with this at the start. So um, came to church learning disability, 15, people saying I had um, a reading-writing ability of a grade five student. So, I, I, you know, I actually was pretty resistant to the Word of God. I remember we used to have a bookshop back in the day, and I asked the bookshop lady. She actually picked a Bible for me to read, but I didn't know anything about New or Old Testaments and things like that, and I literally just po- picked the book of Joshua in the Old Testament because that was my name. I was like, oh, we'll start there. That sounds good. <laughs> But the one thing that helped me, um, one thing that helped me a lot was the one-year Bible. It just, it has a bit of the old, a bit of the new, a psalm, a proverb, 
And I, I find as I read that, there are bits that are a bit of a grind to read, but there is always a bit somewhere in that that I really enjoy. And it just has that enough balance for me personally that keeps me interested, keeps me going. If I didn't understand a bit, it's not a complete waste of time because there's always something that I will understand out of it. So that was just for me, even now, I've, just, I've actually gone back to that of going, well, that's the one-year Bible. Just, it's just a good, healthy chunk of God's Word. Oh, and sorry, just to encourage people, if you do struggle reading, just, just um, commit to five minutes a day. I, was a, I, I could barely, barely read, and uh, I remember doing like courses here, and that would get us to read. It was so painful for a lot of facilitators, but it's okay. <laughs> but just to even give five minutes a day, and you'll be, as, as, as I said before, as you draw near to God, um, he will light up your path. And funnily enough, the book of Joshua 1 um, verse 1, verse 9 is actually a life verse that I would say still holds significance in my life. That was the first scripture God spoke to me. So, you know, uh, God rewards our faithfulness. No matter who we are or what season or what ability we are, if we just commit to it, God will move. I love that. I love that. Katie or Alex? I almost don't want to add to that. That was so good. Um, something that's really simple for me that really helped was just praying and asking God to just reveal something in the scripture to me that would come alive for me and help me for that day. Um, because, you know, the scripture says that the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, like, if the, li- like, the word is alive, then therefore, like, there's something that God wants to breathe life into my life for that day. Um, so, I think praying and just going in with the expectation that I know that God is going to speak to me about something. And even if I, like, feel a little inkling, like, oh, that verse kind have stood out to me but I'm not too sure like just writing it down and you know there has been so many times where I've written a scripture down and have felt oh like a bit funny about it in the morning like I don't know if it really spoke to me did it and then like as I've gone throughout the day it's just like totally come alive to me in like so many incredible ways so just yeah coming in with an expectation that God will speak to me um yeah I'm I'm an organization freak so I like to have a plan (laughs) Um, so I'm doing Bible in a year as well, which I have found has just like helped so much because, you know, if you don't kind of have a plan in place, like I'm talking from personal experience here, like it's just easier to let it slip or, you know, um, even like if it's not Bible in a year, like I've done like found version, like little devotionals and work through that or a devotional book. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be like you're going to read the whole Bible in a year, although that's something that I've loved doing this year. Um, it could just be, yeah, having that. But having a plan and something to work through, I just find really helps. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love, like you mentioned, the app there as well. Like there is many amazing Bible apps. Um, and a lot of them can give you devotionals, Bible reading plans. Even just Googling Bible reading plan for the year um, is just such an easy step. One year Bible, all those things. I know for me, I was like, I'm determined to read it from start to finish, but then you do get stuck in certain passages and parts. So what I've always found helped me, and again, everyone is completely different, um, but I'll often read them in parallel, so the old and the new, kind of one or two chapters of each, and then some Psalms and Proverbs in there. But there is so many different ways to read. Um, but what I would encourage you today is one of the best ways to get unstuck from anything in your life is the Word of God. It will speak to you more than anything else. A lot of us hear God's voice in prayer. A lot of us hear God's voice in worship. But everyone hears the voice of God when reading the Bible. And so if that's not a daily part of your life, I would encourage you. That is the easiest way to change your life. Uh, And it's something that has been such a a, a pinnacle thing in all of our lives and many other people in this church. So I would just encourage you guys to to get stuck in and, and move from there. Well, let's have one more question. Again, I'll ask it to all of you guys. Let's just give us your best tip, your go-to thing in any area of your life. When you're feeling stuck and you just don't know what to do, what's, what's something that you do, whether it's going to God, going to your partner, 
putting a De- Destiny's Child <laughs> playlist on. But um, just some tip that you would say, if someone's stuck right now, what is something that they can do? Not the easiest question. Oh, I, think, I think it's just, one, recognising it is a wonderful start. I think so many of us are on autopilot zone. We're doing this job. We're doing this Absolutely. study. We're going on it. This journey called life on autopilot. But to actually stop and go, actually, I am stuck in this particular area. And if you're like me and you you're, um, get excited now and then and you overcommit yourself, I'd actually just say don't do that. Just find one thing to work on really well. And for me, I, I, I run to God. I, I talk to uh, Shekinah, my wife. She's got a great gift of faith. And, um, cool. you know, she's always an encouragement to me. And she's a prayer warrior as well, uh, especially if I'm breaking through something. But the other thing is I get accountable to it. And I find uh, Pastor John had this great, this great line this morning. Um, is oh, something about secrets. I've forgotten how to say it. You're only as sick as your secrets. And so... Well, one thing that I've realized is that if the more I can bring something into the light, the more God can move powerfully in it. And so, yeah, that's probably my, my hot three. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, I would say just making sure that you are surrounded by people that are for you. Like, you know, like I said before, being in a group like has been life changing for me. Having people around me, like I've developed really close friends through like attending a group that I trust that I can open up to. And so just not walking through stuff alone, like Josh said, being accountable, you know, like if I am stuck in an area of my life, like I will tell Keegan, I'll tell like a close friend and I'll just say like, this is what I'm working through. Can you pray with me? Can you pray for me? Can you just encourage me as I go through this, you know? And um, so I'd say that's, yeah, something. I think um, really simply for me, I'm so inclined to like go and process with people and talk to people about it. And um, God really... He got me about it a few years ago when he's like, I just, I want you to come to me first. So I think for me, it's been so pivotal in my own life, just going straight to God and bringing him into the situation and just asking him, okay, like, I need your help. Like, I just, I need you to tell me what to do. Give me the first step. All I need is a first step. And, you know, every time I prayed that prayer, like God, every time has given me just like the next step to do, which has been so powerful in my own life. I love that. That just reminded me, there's a psalm. It says, you lifted me out of the mark of the mountain. You set my feet upon a rock. And I love, like, whenever I'm feeling stuck, one of the easiest and, like, go-to things is put worship on and close the door and, and just lock in. And even when you don't feel like it, glorify Jesus. And I found that when my eyes get off myself, very quickly, I find myself in a place where I feel refreshed. Things that I'm stuck in, mud, just begins to wash off. And I love all of those things. And I just hope you guys tonight have taken some little gold nuggets out of all of that. Um, if the Holy Spirit spoke to you, write it down and apply it. There's some powerful truths in that. Well, can we just thank our panelists tonight as they step on down? Guys are awesome. Thank you so much.